Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Who is the Slender Man? Coming to the Fearscape Media Network, FSMN's first ever mega October Network crossover event, The Slender Man. Featuring three of your favorite network podcasts covering the Slender Man in all his slender glory. On October 1st, you'll hear Ghosts in the Attic, Bodies in the Basement, covering the Slender Man stabbing, where two 12 year old girls lured their friend into a forest and stabbed her 19 times in a tent to become proxies of the fictional character, the Slender Man. On October 6th, Fearscape Paranormal Podcasts will be covering the legend, lore, and creepypasta of The Slender Man. And finally, on October 12th, join the Misters of the Dark as they cover the 2018 horror film Slender Man. Just in time for the Halloween season. Go to fearscapemedia.com or wherever you stream your favorite Fearscape Media Network podcasts. Happy Halloween! Ghosts in the Attic's Bodies in the Basements may contain graphic, violent, vulgar, or explicit content not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Ghosts in the Attic, Spies in the Basement, listeners. I'm Anna. And I'm Lindsay. Come on in. All right. So it's been a little bit since we've had a chance to sit down on Zoom together. I mean, uh-huh. we FaceTime daily, but that's not the same. Um, we were going to record this episode yesterday, but due to, yet again, technical difficulties, we didn't get to. So it's a late night episode. Well, I say late. It's like after five episode recording um i'm drinking really pretty labeled wine and the main reason i bought it i'm going to show you the label it has a fucking owl on it that is so cool and it's so pretty it's called the owl and the dust devil by icon blend or it's an icon blend yeah it's it's not cheap well where i bought it it wasn't cheap right but it it tastes phenomenal I'm drinking I'm not, Dr. Pepper Zero Cherry. Uh, that sounds delicious too. I'm going to put my watch also on silent because, you know, it likes to tell me things whenever I'm trying to record. You, but, you know, you mentioned technical difficulties. You know what's so funny? Because the listeners don't know this. Only you and I know this because before we started <laughs> recording, I have frozen so many times when we've gotten on. It seems to be okay right now. Don't but knock this on morning, some wood. But, right? <laughs> knocked on my desk. This morning I had a Zoom meeting 
no problems whatsoever. Last week, I had a three-hour Zoom meeting. No problems at all. So what is it about GABP that Zoom hates? It's the Zoom Pro that we actually pay for that it hates. Yes. That's my guess. But my technical difficulties yesterday were, I'm off work. Woo, let's record. Oh, fuck. My computer literally would not turn on. It's on a dock, and the dock wouldn't turn on either. I do everything I can think to do, unplug all the wires, you name it. My husband's an IT guy. I've heard it all. So I did all the things I could think to do. He had to physically take out the battery. He did the old school, like Nintendo trick where you blow on everything. And then some of our listeners might not know what that means. Yeah. Well, Google it, (laughs) but he put the battery back in and Ta-da! My computer magically works, and so does the dock. I, I don't understand. Maybe the battery like came loose some fucking okay. magical way. The fairies attacked my computer. I swear, oh, we did sure. one episode. We did one episode where we talked about the fae, and they have not forgiven us since. I'm convinced. But- you say that. You say that. The other day, the little uh, nose pad on my husband's glasses fell off. Yeah. I- and it's in this room where we record, which is where everything else has vanished. I'm frozen now. We got to stop talking uh, about this. We got to quit jinxing it. The fair, <laughs> the fair, they're the reason. Maybe it's not Zoom. Maybe it's the fair. We're oh. sorry. So a little teaser, teaser. We have some pretty big shit coming down the pipeline. And we're hoping for January. Fingers we crossed. Will- Fingers crossed. I'm not going to disclose the podcast uh, name just in case for any reason it doesn't get to happen. I will cry. But um, one of our favorite podcasts, we reached out to them and they replied and tentative plans to record crossover episodes in Jan- like well, December, but will be released in, in January. January. Hopefully. Fingers if you crossed. are listening okay if you back out we'll move on well, please we'll, don't we'll forgive you <laughs> <laughs> but, but girl, it's um, something really i will exciting. say this though it is really exciting uh i will say this about the the show um they they don't do anything we do it's not paranormal. oh no it's, it's, it's not, not true, true crime. crime no it's not anything close to what we do it's completely different so it would be a really fun crossover i think it would be fantastic for us to be on their show and get to like live out our other geeky like interests in life and you know just completely spaz out with them and I think it would be fun for them to come on our show and live out their other side and it would just be a really cool crossover so I'm really looking Uh forward to that fingers crossed nothing fucks it up because you know life is beautiful and chaotic like zoom zoom yeah don't ruin this for us there's that beautiful profile picture that I love to see so much. And the only way actual face. I know the only way you would let me, it was doing the whole, like not responding thing. The only way oh. it would let me do anything is if I turned off my camera. Uh, Thanks zoom. You have no problem well, any other time. Uh, we had talked in one of our recent episodes about uncharted waters, the aftermath of a child's suicide, the book that me and Lindsay uh, co-authored about how my daughter passed away. Well, it's a lot more than that, but 
the gist of it. The gist of it. Um, we have sold over 30 copies, whether it be paperback or Kindle editions. We have, I, I'm blown away because it's only been a couple weeks. We have earned $183.50 to donate in her name. And it's because of the people that listen to this podcast, family and friends. And, and I just want to say a fucking huge thank you because of you, we will be able to donate a significant amount of money. Even if no more money falls in from the sales, even if this is all we get, it's almost $200 to donate to help other people that are struggling and that need help. And it gives people resources. And I'm just so blessed to, to have all of you contribute to that. So thank you. If you bought a copy, thank you so much. And I mean, as an author, I am obligated to say this. Please leave an honest review. We appreciate your feedback. Right. It's that just is like the biggest struggle. Oh, speaking of reviews, I know we're supposed to say it at the end of the episodes and we never do. If you like our show, please like, share with your friends, share it on social media, and most importantly, leave an Apple review or a review anywhere on any platform that you listen to to help boost us in the algorithm so people can find us and more people can, you know, be a part of this lovely little community that we are trying to create. And, oh, the last bit of housekeeping book club people we have not forgotten about you it has been a little bit crazy like on both ends we've been very blessed to be busy but busy nonetheless and we are getting around to it it just gave you a little more time to read right so for the record uh, um as a reminder we are reading little darlings by melanie golding if you have an audible (laughs) subscription the book is free and it's really good. good. Um, I was thinking so, about it today. Yeah, uh, it's such a mind <laughs> trip. But yeah, so I mean, if you want to participate, you still have a little bit of time. We're going to be releasing that bonus episode coming shortly. If there's anything you want us to cover, let a bitch know. We will get investigating. But uh, I digress. Let's get into why we're here today. It's spooky season, y'all. It is officially mid-October, which means we are on the countdown to Halloween. Yes. And and then, you know, Thanksgiving and then the most expensive time of the year, Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say expensive? I meant joyful. Um, (laughs) Christmas stresses me out. Like it's my husband has five siblings. I have three. They all have families. It's 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 a lot of people mm-hmm. to pay for that's why you got to do the christmas games like dirty santa and stuff it makes things so much easier i wanted well i mean i wanted to do a party last year but covid fucked my life up along oh, yeah. with everyone else's so i'm hoping as long as covid i mean i don't have any oh there's wood don't come back as full force as you did before taper off and go the fuck away so we can resume life as we choose yes but Again, it's spooky season. Is there anything you wanted to talk about before we get into our episode today? Uh, Well, yeah. So it's spooky season and this is right on topic for that. 
Uh, I know that we have some listeners in the Lexington, Kentucky area. Uh, I grew up in Frankfurt. Little shout out. If you are in the Lexington, Kentucky area, be sure to swing by Lucy Brown Coffee Shop. Uh, they have art on display there this month. The artist is Cameron Ramsey, and he's actually my sister's husband. And all of the pieces that are on display are spooky Halloween themed, and they are just fantastic. He's a great artist, and all of the pieces are actually for sale. And that's fantastic. Go, Cam. Yay. Right. It's awesome. Oh, and- he- He's so talented. He needs he to is. be celebrated. Yes. Yeah, so he, um, I actually have two of his paintings hanging up in my house. He did a portrait of our dog, Copper, who died last summer. And then uh, our Christmas present from them last year was a watercolor portrait of my children. And it and is, I mean, phenomenal. I'm not biased because I've never met Cam. I just hear wonderful things about him. It looks like a, like a photograph just watercolor it's it's phenomenal like yes, her children amazing. look exactly like themselves it's so all, he's so talented yes so all of you kentucky people can support a local business and a local artist all at once that's at lucy which is spelled l-u-s-s-i brown in lexington kentucky and i'm in no way affiliated with them just a heads up like don't go in there asking for a discount because i've never been there <laughs> i only know about this place from my sister and her husband with art stuff <laughs> also sure great I'm sure they have phenomenal coffee because local do. coffee is the best coffee. Sorry, yeah. Starbucks. Um, we love you too. But I just want to say real quick, Cam sells his artwork also, um, I believe on his Instagram page. His Instagram handle is no idea how to say that. I will make sure to type it in the show notes. And maybe we could hyperlink it. We've been able to do that with some stuff, which is really nice. Um, Oh, but if now on his Instagram description, it says, email me for business slash commission inquiries. And there's a bonfire website. Ooh. You can go buy t-shirts or oh one my of his God. t-shirts. Listen, between your sister, your dad and Cam, I'm going to be in our, in our merch store. We have a merch store, everybody. It's on Redbubble. We'll link no, it in the show notes. We always forget our, we, we, we suck at marketing and I do marketing for my job. It's problematic. Listen, I have ADD literally. So, um, we'll link everything in the show notes, but between all of the talented people in your life, I'm going to be so broke. (laughs) Anyone listening, I will make a very long lengthy list of really cool shit. Family members. I'm talking to you that I want for Christmas and then following my birthday of all these cool shirts that they have available (laughs) because Keith Lindsay's dad has some really rad uh, merchandise and we can link his stuff below. He, I just want to like shout him out, praise him for a minute is a phenomenal author freelance. He does all kinds of stuff, but right now he's living the nomad life. Just living his best life, traveling here, there, everywhere, and experiencing everything this beautiful country has to offer. And he's keeping track of all of his journeys and he may eventually put out a cool book about it. I'm really hoping for that. Hint, hint, if you're listening, I want a book. (laughs) But he's a really cool guy and he has some really awesome 
uh, t-shirt designs available. Her sister, Laura, is beyond incredible. She has a really awesome planner that we'll put in the show notes. And she does t-shirts. She does stickers. She does everything. She's so phenomenal. And then Cam, we just spoke about. So, you know, Lindsay comes from very talented people. I'm not jealous. Not at all. My people, my people are cool people too, though. Okay, enough about us. Chit chat's over. What are we talking about this week, Lindsay? We all know we kicked off October with the three-part Slenderman story with uh, Fearscape Paranormal and Mysteries of the Dark. And we hope you all enjoyed that. All of the episodes are out now. So if you missed it, our last episode was part one. Then you go to Fearscape Paranormal for part two and start for part three. And I just want to touch on that for one second. We had, and thank you for the listeners that came and hopefully stayed from Fearscape Paranormal and Mysteries of the Dark to listen to us. Our, our numbers jumped significantly in one day. It usually takes us about uh, three to four days to get that many hits on our plays. And it has just continued to grow. And we are so thankful that you are listening and we hope you enjoy the content. Uh, feel free to check out our back catalog. It's pretty cool too. At least I think so, but I think I'm awesome. You don't have to. <laughs> so now that the network event is over though, and we already mentioned before, it's spooky season. It is the best time of year, our favorite time. And so- we're going to do the rest of the month Halloween themed. And specifically today, we're going to talk more on like the true crime aspect of Halloween. Yes, because what would you think would be true crime? Like just murders on Halloween, disappearances on Halloween? No, some movies are inspired by true crime, which is so cool. So we'll touch on that briefly. And when we touch on the case briefly associated with the movie, Just know that does not mean we will not do a deep dive on it later on because some of these cases are wild, y'all. So like I said, movies based on true crime. What would you think that would be, Lindsay? Any guesses? I always wonder about some of the movies. Um, The one that always sticks out in my head is like The Strangers. Is that real? Okay. For those of you who don't know me on a personal level, I don't get scared by movies often. The Strangers, sorry, I don't know the director off the top of my head, is the most terrifying, I mean, like, it fucks me up, I can't sleep at night Mm -hmm. kind of movie. Why, you might ask? Well, there's a knock at the door, and this couple's just trying to enjoy their anniversary dinner or whatever they're doing, and there's a girl there, innocently enough. Is Tamra home? No, there's no Tamra here. And then what happens from there is, I mean, a nightmare fueled chaos, crazy. I can't, I can't give it away, but like, watch it. You'll hate me later. That movie fucked me up. It took me and my sister, Laura, days to watch it because we kept pausing it because we kept getting so scared. I've watched it one time. One time because it scared me so bad. Yep. I can't bring myself to do it again. Um, but it the, once. I'm going to give one tiny spoiler besides what I just said. 
They said, why are you doing this to us? And you want to know the most fucked up thing I've ever heard in a movie ever? Because you were home. Nope. No. You know what I don't think like of? that. What? That, that serial killer, I think he was from the 80s, who thought he was a vampire. And if the doors were unlocked, he'd just walk in. But if it but, was locked, he thought he wasn't invited and would move on. Right. Lock That's, your doors. Uh, lock your doors for real. Car doors too, by the way. And don't leave anything visible like merchandise and stuff in your car. Hide it if you can because people will rob you. People suck. But The Strangers is actually, and I say very loosely inspired by the Manson family slash Sharon Tate murders murder murder of Sharon Tate and the Manson family like shenanigans so I will cover that later on because like I've been wanting to cover that for so long but it's so dark and sad and it's but then also twisted because then you get into Charles Manson like I didn't do anything right he swears he's innocent because they the females murdered the people but he was like brainwashing them he was a cult leader i don't know it's a big deep dive that i will be getting into within the next few months um but that's based on that and then another movie that everyone probably knows about is the texas chainsaw massacre movies well i watched that and don't judge me (laughs) too harshly it's probably my parents faults and they're fucked up anyway uh i was like six and I watched oh, the no. Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, the original, and they're like at the county fair, whatever that is, and they're like scooping out bowls of chili, and there's like a thumb or a toe in the bowl of chili. I didn't eat chili for over a year. I was terrified I was going to find a body part in it. And that do you have any guesses who maybe inspired that movie, Lindsay? Uh, I actually know, so I'm not going to pretend I don't. Is it Ed Gein? Are you Ooh. right? Ah, see, and that's another one that's on our list to cover. We have a massive list because, I mean, true crime happens daily. I mean, not everything gets publicized, which is heartbreaking and but if you think about it, it's like there's like a murder, like what is it, every five minutes or something? I, I don't know. know. The statistic is really shocking. I just don't have it memorized. Right. Um, so there's no way every story could get covered. But the the ones that have been like severely talked about, like in a big way, sometimes inspire movies and sometimes are really fucked up. We already covered Amneville, which also turned into a book and a movie and a which several spin off. Completely twisted from the original story, as we as you all heard in the episode. Yeah. And right. then I, I remember you telling me that The Exorcist was inspired by uh, true events. Do you remember what that um, was? I don't from? remember all the details, but it was basically a family who thought their child was possessed and was doing exorcisms, and the kid just act the priests which i mean let's think for a second on all the different things that could have been going on that they thought was demonic possession um usually mental illness let's be real 
And right. I can't speak on the whatever the case was specifically for the exorcist. I did not do a deep dive, but probably mental illness. Um, God only knows what they did to try to perform an exorcism on this child. So I would call it that probably it self-defense. Right. The time frame that that happened. I mean, there was I don't even want to think what could have went on. Right. But we'll get into that case eventually, too. There's so much we want to cover. And if there's anything that you want us to cover, like, please contact us and tweet us. You know, we suck at Twitter, but tweet us and send it to us on Instagram. I'm really good at Instagram and Facebook Um, email. I get like 25,000 emails a day. Not really, but it feels like it. (laughs) Um, So contact us. Be like, hey, have you ever heard of this? No, we'll cover it please. And definitely we will. You can be bossy. I like to be bossed around occasionally, not often, but occasionally, you know, um, back to the horror movies, this, I know from research is not inspired by true events. It's inspired by classic horror. But I remember the very first time that I watched house of a thousand corpses, which I love the Rob zombie movie. Devil's rejects is one of my top movies in life. But can we just talk about Sherry Moon Zombies scenes in that movie? I I love everything about her. I love her. I just want to be her. But you know, it's a real quick tangent. I used to watch Cupcake Wars religiously. I love cooking shows, true crime shows, house shows. I'm weird. I have a lot of varied interests. Yay, ADD. But Rob Zombie was on Cupcake Wars once. And I was like, this is cupcakes. I'll never forget that. (laughs) It was so funny. And I remember like calling Lindsay or texting Lindsay. I was like, did you know Rob Zombie is a fucking vegan? And I just all around chill dude. And you would not expect that. He like him and his wife, they go to like animal sanctuaries and like pet baby cows and it's the cutest shit ever i follow them both on instagram and they have the most adorable life and then they produce like this really eerie music and this dark filmography it's it's um and then they're about to do the monsters and they've been building the neighborhood oh i'm excited i'm so excited for that but But anyways anyways. back to (laughs) the very first time i watched house of thousand corpses i remember just being mind fucked at the thought that people can be like that and they can it might be slightly exaggerated for hollywood and effect and like all that but people are like that we hear it all the time Oh yeah, and so like I, that's like what that's what scared me about that movie. The movie itself, I fucking loved. Although the whole the whole like last what thirty minutes whatever with the <laughs> with like actual Halloween night on it with the rituals eerie. and whatnot. Especially yeah. especially watching it by yourself in a dorm it was not the first time I watched it, but one of the times I've watched it. That oh my gosh, I was so scared. And but um, so that's a little eerie, but. The movie itself didn't like scare me, scare me. It was just the idea that humans can like that scared me. Right. So fun fact about House of a Thousand Corpses. Feel free to think I'm a fucking horrible parent, but I don't care. I, last Halloween, wanted to watch a daughter, uh, daughter, movie with my daughter. I can't think. Maybe the wine's hitting me. Um, I wanted to watch a movie with Jillian and she's like, your movies always suck. Meh. I was like, okay, sorry, it's not YouTube. My bad. 
Minecraft Minecraft videos and people playing video games and prank videos. I, I digress. So she went on about her life and probably drew something amazing and ignored us. But my son was like, I'll watch a scary movie with you, mommy. I was like, I don't know about this. How fucked up is this movie? It's kind of fucked. It's really fucked. Uh, huh, okay. And House is more fucked than Devil's Rejects. I, well, well yeah, yes and no. The it depends on of the gun. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of like gun violence. There was a little. That's bit. not what I was talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but so he sits down with me. And he's like, that blonde guy. I go, yeah. He goes, that blonde guy is going to kill that lady. I was like, how do you know? He goes, Otis. Yeah, Otis. And he, but he didn't know his name. He's like, that blonde guy. I was like, okay. And he, he goes, he's going to kill that lady. I go, why do you say that? He goes, because you don't pick up strangers in your car. That's how you get murdered. And I had the most proud parent moment in that one instant. I was like, yes, I've taught you something. Um, I've straight up told my kids, I'm like, we don't hit unless somebody's trying to take you. And then uh, if you ask them, I'm like, and then what do you do? They go, dig your nails into them to get skin. I'm like, there (laughs) you go. (laughs) My friend Mar, uh, she told her daughter, she goes, if somebody's trying to take you, say every cuss word, you know, at the top of your lungs, along with don't fucking touch me. And her daughter goes, can I practice? (laughs) (laughs) She's a little bit younger than Lance. It was hilarious. And like, but that's a good point. Like no one's good. If you scream help, no one's really going to care. That's why they tell you to scream fire but could you imagine like a child screaming infinite profanities you'll call the scene you draw attention and then you would notice so i thought that was like really smart of her but i i mean and like that and screaming kids in public in general because i have a toddler who deals with a lot of tantrums a whole other story for not this type of podcast but i'm always very thankful and counting my blessings when it does happen in public that she's screaming mommy blah 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 yeah i'm like at least people know she's with her mom and isn't being kidnapped right now oh speaking of toddlers and tantrums and kidnap situations oh i know where this is going (laughs) i swear we will get to the podcast people just leave us alone hey we've Um, talked about some stuff yeah a little bit uh i was on buckley air force base where me and Lindsay met before i met Lindsay. Jillian is a whole two and a half and terrible because I would not buy her a candy bar, you know, because it's before dinner and she was kind of being a jerk in the store. So I'm not going to reward poor behavior. I thought I was making a smart parenting move. What does she do? Runs full speed. Toddlers can run faster than a gazelle. I'm convinced. Full speed just charges. I tell my husband, bye. Charge after the kid who looks nothing like me. Pick her up like a sack of potatoes. And if you don't know that reference, you're too young to be listening to us. Um, Throw over my shoulders. And she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Help me, help me. I don't know this lady. 
Oh, and, what a jerk. I mean, I was terrified. We are on a military installation. I just want to point out, thank you that no one called the cops on me. But also, why didn't anyone call the cops on me? Because I could or at least ask if everything was okay. No one asked one fucking question. They were just like, meh, it's whatever. I could have literally been kidnapping someone. She was screaming she didn't know me and she looked nothing like me. But she did though. I mean, no. Because your husband was deployed when I met you. And so (laughs) I'm like, what are you talking about? She doesn't look like you. She looks just like you. And then I met your husband and. Tell the story, Lindsay. Tell the story about the driving. Yeah. Have we told that on here before? I I don't care. Tell it again. It's a good one. So like I said, he was deployed when we met. She's telling me, oh, she, Jillian looks nothing like me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like spitting image. And then, (laughs) and then he came home from deployment and I couldn't see Anna's face in her anymore. It was just Minnie Allen. Right. To the point where I was driving on base one day and I drove past him and it was so insane. Like it was like I was driving by a Jillian who again was like two and a half, three years old at the time. But with no no hair, hair, grown adult driving past me. And I'm like, this is not right. There's a oversized toddler driving. (laughs) (laughs) So she broke the one big rule on base no phone calls while driving she's like i'm not supposed to be doing this but oh my god i just passed out and i swore jillian was driving the car and it was it so like funny other than you know i mean facts my kids look like me when you look at like toddler to childhood pictures of me yeah but as like full-grown little people looking straight at my husband they're like oh that's alan's child and like you'll see glimpses of them like in certain oh. pictures and angles and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, there's, gonna, there's Anna. I but. thought you were going to talk about their personality problems. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> because my son has decided um, when he's pissed off at me, I am mother. That's a fun fuck up thing for him to say to me. Because it's not like, hey, mother, can I do this? It's when he got in trouble for, uh, I think I got five emails from his teacher yesterday. Yesterday, five, five emails. So I pick him up early before he gets suspended, you know, cause that's where it was heading. And I go, why were you being so bad today? And he goes, listen, mother, that was hours ago. Like I can remember that. Odd. I Kids are the worst. Not- I love my children. I put my hands on either side of his face and pulled him close to me. I go, you don't ever speak to mommy that way, or I will take away everything you love. He goes like YouTube. I go, absolutely. YouTube. I love how that's his first go-to is like YouTube. You gotta hit on where it hurts, man. Kids and technology. That's where it's at. He's, he's going to be a skeleton with a, fucked up mask for Halloween. He found one. He's really jazzed about it. And he's pissed off at me because I won't let him wear it to school and terrify the children. I usually don't let you wear like masks like that for dress up days at school. I tried to explain logic to a seven-year-old and I got, so, you know, fun times. 
So I'm going to go with a dark joke here for a second. Ooh, love it. um, Yes. If y'all get offended, just remember it's a joke. Remember, we are mothers and we love our children. We love them and hate them equally. Depends on every second of every day. So the joke is my (laughs) um, attempt at a segue into the next topic, which is kids are such little shits. It's no wonder they're always talking about poisoned candy. Oh, no joke. (laughs) For real, though, we all know that one of the best parts of Halloween is trick-or-treat. Most boring part is when you get home and the parent has to go through every single make sure it's not tampered with. And like, there's even, there's even um, like some places you can take your candy, like to be x-rayed and stuff. So like what make sure, fuck? I don't know how they would know it wasn't poison, but I guess it che- checks for the razor blades and shit. Uh, yeah. Needles and razor blades. I mean, when we lived in Colorado, they, the base, I'm not exaggerating. The base put out a, like email to all the people that worked on the base all the military people please make sure your children don't get pot candies check for pot candies who the fuck is going to be giving away really expensive edibles to children and nobody and a lot of instances like that are like hoaxes ploys for attention whatever else but oh there yeah, there is some validity to all of the like the, and razor blades, like all the, that. The scare behind it is a real thing. Yes, and so I'm going to go over a brief timeline of the most known instance of actual tampered Halloween candy. Ooh, so tell the me, very, tell me. The very first reported case in the United States of tampering with Halloween candy happened in 1959. A California dentist named William Shine handed out laxative-laced candy to children. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. And you would think with it being a dentist, like, wouldn't you want candy? Like, isn't that getting you money? Or, like, all the fillings? Right? Like, hey, happy Halloween. Shit your pants on the way home. Right? And then, in 1964, a mother in New York named Helen... Eiffel? I don't know how to say that. I think uh, that's how you say it. Handed out arsenic-laced ant traps, metal scrubbing pads, which I'm guessing is like SOS pads, like for dishes. Um, right. And dog biscuits. The fuck? Uh, apparently, when she got in trouble for this, she said she didn't mean it malicious. She was just annoyed by the Halloween custom. Turn off your porch light. Don't answer the door. I mean... But in most, the biggest trope with Halloween movies, et cetera, if you don't pass out candy, your house gets egged or TP'd or. Is that worse than jail? I mean, absolutely (laughs) not. But maybe she didn't think that far ahead. Also, why were the ants, ant traps arsenic laced? Is that just what they used to kill ants with? In the 60s, maybe. I mean, fuck everything. At one point, Coca-Cola had literal Coke in it. So who knows, man? So then in 1968, a TV show called The Day It Is reported that the Toronto Police Department had discovered apples with razor blades and actually showed footage from the police department of tampered treats that had like razor blades and apples, apples with needles in it. And allegedly poison candy, and that was the first known report in Canada of Halloween candy tampering. Fuck. Did you know that 
1974, a little boy named Timothy O'Brien was eight years old. And on Halloween night, he died suddenly after consuming a fucking pixie stick. His autopsy showed that he had died of cyanide poisoning. And it was linked to said pixie stick, which I'm guessing may have been the only candy he ate that night. The police were able to retrieve the candy from other children in the neighborhood before anyone else consumed it. Thank God. But when Timothy's father, Ronald O'Brien, couldn't remember which house the pixie pixie sticks came from, they grew real suspicious. It was he, the father, who handed out the pixie sticks. What an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He was convinced. He was convicted of his son's murder and executed in 1984, though he has always maintained his innocence. What a dick. Like, Like, okay, cool. You want to poison kids? You're a fucking horrible human. Why your own child? I wonder, and this is so totally just me guessing because that's as much as information I know on this case is what you just said. But I do wonder if he always maintained his innocence and he acted all like, oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, did he maybe not intend for his kid to get one? Because I mean, I know I've already bought bags. I've been trying to slowly buy bags for Halloween night. Right. We're all eating out of it. Like the whole family. <laughs> we're all eating. I, um, for, for everyone that doesn't candy. know, Lindsay loves her Reese's PCs. So no, if, not Reese's Pieces cups. Well, cups. For the record. Not, not, not yeah. Well, the Reese's Pieces are good in chocolate chip cookies. Or, I like Reese's or peanut this is or, not my and peanut butter cookies. But yeah, she likes the Reese's cups. But um anyways, we digress. But yeah, the only thing I could think of is maybe he didn't intend for his kid to get it. Either way, it's fucked up. Who knows what happened? I guess the right. truth went to his grave. But uh Getting a little bit because those, those all sound like far away stories. Like, I mean, people who are older than us probably hate that I just said that, but um, it doesn't sound as true or scary because it's not even in this century, right? So in two thousand, which I get, still twenty one years ago. But Shut your whorish mouth! No, it was not. Can drink, no, but um. <laughs> James Smith in Minneapolis was charged with felony adulteration. Don't know what that means. But um, after four teens about receiving chocolate from him that had needles in it. Damn. Also, can I just say all these years of hearing about like razor blades and needles and apples and bars, I always thought it meant hypodermic. And I realized now it might just be like sewing needles. Right? I never thought of that either. I only ever thought, I guess maybe because like the urban legends with like during the um, the AIDS epidemic. Oh, yeah. That's probably why my brain goes hypodermic. Well, and people use, unfortunately, needles to use drugs and things. So oh. that makes sense. Right. So it just occurred to me that that might mean sewing needles. Might mean mo- both. Who knows? 
Right. I'm sure there are other pampered candy stories. Those are like the, we can't cover everything that ever happens ever. But uh, I know I will definitely keep checking my kids' candy. I check it every year. They get annoyed because they're like, we just want to eat. The candy's fine. I'm like, you don't know that. I throw away anything that looks like it's kind of like coming unwrapped. Or iffy. Yeah, I do too. Like that. And then there's there's the candy tax. I mean, hello. I need my I need my candy like specifically the um fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls. Those are my favorite. I've gotten to the point though. Like, yeah, candy tax, get all the Reese cover. I've gotten to the point. I'll just buy myself a bag of Reese cups from the Halloween section. Or just like Amen. the regular snack packs or whatever. I have a bag in my fridge because I like them cold. I have a bag in my fridge right now of a Reese's variety <laughs> pack. Nice. If you are wanting more Halloween lore, legends, or spooky ghost stories in your life, like the one you're listening to today, then look no further. Hi everyone, my name is Kimmy and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. Hey guys, we're the hosts of the podcast Alluring, and we're currently hosting an Alluring Halloween. So we went ahead and collaborated with some of our favorite podcasts to create a special playlist with a collection of Halloween lore, legends, and ghost stories just for you. And throughout the month of October, we will be adding episodes to get you all in the spooky season mood. Think of it as your go-to Halloween podcast playlist. You can listen to it today by going to Spotify and searching an Alluring Halloween. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G. Or simply go to our website, alluring.com, and we'll have a direct link there. So go check it out and enjoy the collection of spooky Halloween lore and legends and ghost stories today. Well, sticking on the topic of trick-or-treating, we all know once you're out of candy, ready for the doorbell to stop ringing and the annoyances of, I want more than one piece to, you know, stop. You turn your porch light off, you feel like you can go to bed, watch a movie, whatnot, be undisturbed, right? I would think. Well, that's what Peter and Betty, I'm going to butcher this because I've had wine and I just suck at English and other languages. Fabiano? Hopefully, Fabiano, Fabiano, something. Fabiano, Fabiano, in LA, did on Halloween night in 1957. That was until the doorbell rang in the middle of the night. That alone is. I would call the cops. I once had a phantom dream that like woke me up. You know, like you'll have like the auditory dreams in between, like of my doorbell ringing, in the middle Ugh. of the night. and I like jumped out of bed like ready, fight or flight freeze and then notice my dogs didn't even twitch and that's when I realized like I went and like looked at the people or but I could there was nobody there today someone was beating on my door like the police it was my dog in their kennel uh. scratching but like the yeah sounded like someone beating on my door I hate it so terrifying right so Peter got up grabbed the candy bowl from what he assumed would be a trick-or-treater and he answered the door on the porch was a woman wearing a mask nope nope no no you know what that sounds like the strangers yeah nightmare fuel that's what that sounds like she lifted her hand which was inside of a paper bag 
and she shot Peter. Gosh. He, yeah, right? Like, oh, let me go appease this fucking late night trick-or-treater asshole. And he gets shot. Okay, I know you didn't say it, but for some reason my brain is convinced that she said trick-or-treat when this happened. Trick-or-treat. Uh, from, from my notes, it does not say that, but maybe. I can see it. Uh, I can see it. I can too. Unfortunately, he died instantly, which is heartbreaking. Eventually, police arrested Joan Rabble. Rabel? I would guess Rabble based on the Rabble. Yeah. Joan apparently had a sexual relationship with Betty. Okay. Hot twist. His, with his wife. And it was believed she was convinced another woman, uh, Golden Kaiser, to kill Peter. But both women were charged with second degree murder and sentenced to five years to life, which I feel is a small amount of time. Five years, make it 25 years to life, but whatever, I digress. They were eventually released. Ugh. And Betty was charged, wasn't charged with any relation to her husband's death. But off let me go bad, on the record real quick. It's going. Betty can't control what her mistresses do. I was going to say, Betty might not have known anything about it. It might have just been, if I can't have you, no one can type deal for all we know. Or I want you all to myself. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that. I'm just very curious how she convinced someone else to do it. Maybe Betty had a lot of side bitches. Brings a whole new uh, thought with the whole love triangle on folklore by Taylor Swift. Betty. Right. <laughs> now, take, taking a slightly different route. Been a minute since we've talked about aliens. So we're going to talk about the alien invasion. Halloween Eve of 1938. Or rather what, you know, what a few people believed was an alien invasion in 1938. So on October 30th, 1938, Orson Welles and his troop of radio actors broadcasted a performance of H.G. Wells's War of the Worlds. Ooh, yes. So I guess the way that the broadcast went, which I had actually found a recording of the broadcast and I wanted to listen to it to see how convincing it sounded, but then my phone actually let me listen to it. So thanks a lot, uh, technology. One day. Well, just a brief, like, timeout sidebar. For anyone wondering why I may sound slightly different, I murdered my computer quite literally with a smidge of wine. Oh, no. About 20 minutes ago. So I'm recording on my phone now. So, you know. Speaking of technology. My husband's super pleased with me. (laughs) He's going to get me sorted out. He's an IT specialist. I believe in him. Um. And I think we have a backup laptop that's not being used that was my daughter's type thing. Right. So if I sound off or echoey, I'm sorry. I spilled wine. My bad. It sound fine. So hopefully it sounds fine for everybody else. But, uh, so yeah. Orson Wells. So, yeah. So technology did not allow me to listen to the broadcast, but I would like to listen to 
I just didn't have time to do it to try again. But um, so but I guess like it had started out like a fake radio playing music. You know what I mean? Like it's like they announced the show starting. That was made clear. Like they announced the, like, no presenting Orson Welles. Blah 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 blah. Right. But then, but then like music's playing, and then we interrupt this broadcast with blah blah blah. And uh, I don't have direct quotes because, like I said, but basically, like the whole style of it is interrupting interrupting the regular broadcast to let everybody know about like these invasion happening, and um, it just tells like the step by step like what everything is going on or whatever. And um, it has always, to my knowledge, been explained that this caused mass hysteria. Wait, did it not? Apparently, that is actually highly debated and basically and by highly debated i mean basically not i actually saw an article that i'll put in the sources part of our show notes um from 2013 on the 75th anniversary of this original broadcast from npr and they had said that basically the number wasn't that high even the number of people who knew that the show was even playing was pretty low and people were listening to other stations or channels, or whatever you would call it. So, like, they were saying, like, basically, it wouldn't add up for it to be possible. That'd be like people saying, this is me, obviously. saying That'd be like people saying, there was mass hysteria because the girls on GABB said aliens were here when we don't have a huge audience. But no, (laughs) but you know what I mean. So, so, um, the article from NPR had actually said, that it's at least believed that the number kept getting exaggerated when it was reported by newspapers as a way to discredit the radio as a good source of news. Like, oh, the news is so great on the radio, they're causing mass hysteria over here. So, wait. It was just hyped up by the newspapers for more more newspapers. That's I always thought it was like this huge thing, at least like local to that area, because it's not like satellite radio. But apparently they said like four different times throughout the broadcast, like this is a broadcast put on by whatever show. So I guess like it was pretty clear from the get-go that it was fiction. Right. Pointing to here, I would like to think that people really thought aliens were coming. Could you imagine being in that time of like life right here in 1938 the aliens have invaded earth beware you can't just get on facebook and see if the neighborhood groups talking about the ufo right (laughs) that's so shocking to me i did not know that yeah i was honestly disappointed i was excited to talk about that like i said it's been a minute since we talked about aliens on and then come to find out it was just hyped up. Right. That's such a huge thing, I thought. And that's so disappointing and kind of shocking to hear that. But have you ever seen the World War of the Worlds movie like with Tom Cruise? Yes. That and Dakota sound, Yes. That so sound, good. though, terrifies me. Like, uh. Uh, I'm sure that sounded great over the month. But... That is such an unnerving sound. Yes. 
it sucks to hear that that wasn't what we thought it was, but it's good to know it's for everyone listening. Even though that's not crime related, I thought it was important because it is true. And so it happened on Halloween. And a little like spookalicious. Yeah. Normally with the alien. Well, guys, I guess that sums up our Halloween stories for this episode. What's your favorite Halloween true crime story? Did you hear someone disappearing on Halloween? Did you almost get kidnapped on your way trick-or-treating when you're old enough to go trick-or-treating without your parents? Yes. Do you know of someone who has been murdered on Halloween? Has it been solved? Is it a cold case? Let a bitch know. Did you live out an episode of Pretty Little Liars where you went to the Halloween dance and uh, everyone's wearing masks and like, oh my God, there was a murderer there. Right. Oh my God, that would be phenomenal if that was real. Well, in that morbidly curious, interesting way, not in a way like if somebody actually got hurt. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Like if someone actually showed up, tried to murder someone and got caught before anything happened. That would be phenomenal. Right. But yeah, if you know, if you have any stories, let us know. All of our socials are at GABB podcast. That's on Facebook, Instagram, technically Twitter, but we suck at Twitter. We'll try for you guys. I try, Um, but I suck. Or you can Um, email us at GABB podcast at gmail.com. And real quick before we go, we've been talking heavily in every episode ever since it's became possible to talk about it the heartbreaking case of gabby petito yes her cause of death was released this week it has been ruled as strangulation and a huge reminder that they had already announced was homicide Yes, so regulation is, is not an as a homicide at this current time of recording. Brian Laundry is still missing. Um, yeah, he's, he's he is still, still missing. missing. I even just googled it just now to confirm that I didn't. Think. I feel like that would be everywhere and we wouldn't miss it, right? Um, Dog the bounty hunter is on the case, just saying. Um, if anybody oh. has any. I just saw this posted from one hour ago. And by the time this comes out, they'll probably have an update. Right. I I literally just Googled one hour ago. It was reported cadaver dog requested as Brian Laundry preserve search ramp. So they think he might be dead. I guess. Yeah. I thought that. Do you think uh, this is all speculation for the record? Do you think someone murdered him or do you think he unalived himself uh i feel like statistically speaking it would feel i feel like it would lean more towards him doing himself yes because unfortunate strangulation that takes effort that means he had to watch the horror of it Uh, allegedly if it was him Uh, if it's him allegedly allegedly. um whoever he could not handle that Whoever killed Gabby Petito made sure they watched the life drain out of her eyes, and that's horrifying and terrible. Yeah, and absolutely. Well, on that fucked up note, um, that's the end of our podcast for today. 
If you would like to follow us on any of our platforms, it's GABB Podcast. If you would like to email us, it's GABB Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, we also- would love to interact with you, hear from you, and cover anything you think we should cover. And I also have to say, because I always get so excited, our listeners, we have another country. We got I know. Chile added. So exciting. That's exciting. But thank you guys for listening. Even if you only heard one episode, we appreciate each and every one of you, no matter where you are. Although I really want to know where you guys come from. No matter if you live in the United States or another country, tell us like how you heard of us. The person or peoples who are listening to us in Chile, Chile, however you're supposed to say that, I'm really white and also kind of drunk. Um, Sorry. Please let us know any true crime stories you want us to cover from your country. Australia, Israel, Brazil, everywhere that's listening. Let a bitch know we are down to cover your episode. I tried to find like a candy tampering happened in Canada because Canada is our second top country. Like, let us know some stuff. Yeah. And with a deep, heartfelt farewell, we bid you today until we talk again. Bye, listeners. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hey, Anna. Is that a new outfit? You look super cute. It is. I just went to this really cute store in town called Mainstream Boutique. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's it's a really awesome store. It's like my little hidden secret. It's locally owned by a really wonderful woman named Kim. She's the kindest, most genuine person I've ever met. It's a women's retail boutique that offers a unique selection of clothes and apparel and accessories for all generations so teenagers to 20 and up it's magic i i mean we've talked for years about what do we wear i don't know what to wear at this age i don't want to look like a teenager this store is the store that has changed my outlook on how I appear as an adult. Oh, that's so cool. They you offer, said it's a local store? Yeah, it's local to Shawnee, Oklahoma, but they do ship. Oh my gosh. I want to have to get on that website. What's their website? Their website is mainstreamboutique.com. They also have a Facebook page, which is Mainstream Boutique of Shawnee. They're a apparel and accessories for multi-generations. Their mission, which I really stand behind, is to empower, strengthen, and celebrate women in the world throughout fashion. And I think that's so- Oh, I love that. And- I'm going right now to check that out, especially if they ship. That's awesome. It's MainstreamBoutique.com or Mainstream Boutique of Shawnee. We'll put all the links in our bio, but I have an exclusive for you guys. Are you ready? What? I talked to the owner today for our listeners only only you get 10% off your full ticket items oh all, my God. all full priced items when you ring up 10% off whether it's online or in person and if you go in person tell them we said hey uh they said to use the code gab for a discount code and oh. if you use our discount code you get 10% off all full price items of your entire ticket how cool is that that is amazing I can't wait to go check it out well the next time you come visit me we'll have to have a shopping spree I'm in Gab is your promo code. Thank you for listening to Ghosts in the Attics, Bodies in the Basement, a Fearscape Media podcast. Music by Stephen Temperley. 
artwork by Laura Ramsey. Find us online at fearscapemedia.com forward slash GABB podcast or on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GABB podcast or email us GABB podcast at gmail.com. Thank you.